Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. Thanks for listening to the Art of Money podcast, artofmoneyradio.com for more information or to schedule that initial consultation. Appreciate you subscribing. Now let's get to the show. Art McPherson's had the opportunity to sit down with dozens and dozens of athletes, movie stars, musicians, and we wanted to dip into the Artist Vault this weekend with the CMA Awards earlier this week. And there was also a very special, I think it was on ABC for Dolly Parton, from rhinestones to rock and roll. So I thought it was a great opportunity to really dig deep into the artist vault. And here are McPherson's conversation with the icon, the queen of country music. Here's Art McPherson and Dolly Parton. Faith is a big, important part to you. It's not always easy to share your faith in your industry. So I wanted to just thank you. I thought that was very neat. I know uh, raising two kids, you know, we have a daughter and a son. Uh, faith is really important to us, too. So I just want to say thank you. Well, thank you. I think it's important to stand up for what you believe. I never try to cram my, my faith down anybody else's throat. I'm just saying who I am. This is what I believe, and this is what I do. And so I don't think people are offended by that. And if they are, well, I'll pray for <laughs> well, you do a good job. So I just thank wanted you. to say thank you, thank uh, especially uh, as a father raising two kids. You know, uh, church is a big part for us, too. But just thank you very much for just um, being who you are. You know, it translates very well. So just thank you. I just wanted to appreciate well, that. Um, one of the other things I just wanted to know, um, I'm an FSU alumni. Well, FSU, Burt Reynolds. So I just want to know, how was it like working with Burt Reynolds? Oh, it was fun. Burt, everybody loves Burt. He's everybody's good old boy. He's like everybody's brother or everybody's friend or pal. And so we had a good time doing that. We were both, at that time, we were both kind of in, not in great health at the time doing yep. it. We would have had more fun, I think, if we'd both felt a little better at the time. But we were really proud of of the success of the best little chicken house in Texas. <laughs> and uh, he was always a pal. One of the things my clients do a lot and what they're trying to do is prepare for retirement. You know, we do a lot of legacy planning. And I see that's a really important part to you. Um, I see that with your children's push, you know, that you've been doing recently, the last few years. Tell me a little bit about why legacy is so important for you. Well, I think we all want to do well in our lives. And if we've been lucky enough to see the dreams come true that we've dreamed in our early days, I think you, you need to start early on to try to uh, to do some things where you can leave some things behind, uh, not just for for people to remember you, but for things to help. Mm -hmm. And I've, it's always been my belief that once you get in a position to help, you should. And so you should also choose charities that's you that are close to your heart that you can really enjoy doing. And that's why my Imagination Library is so great working with children in any way. But I just think you need to to do those things that you can leave behind where your family, your relatives, and just other people sure. can look, and that can be an example to say, well, I can learn from that. Let me, you know, do whatever. So I've been blessed that I've uh, been an inspiration, or some say that I have been to people, or to look up to to how I would handle something, especially being a woman in business. I have a lot of young women say, you know, that I've been an inspiration. They can look at my work and see what you know what's going on but I think it's true with men too business is business so if you've been successful and you need to when you think about your legacy you need to leave behind those things that you can be proud of and like I say your family can be proud of but that might can help other people coming sure. along I noticed with your code of many colors which has been a great success for you but one of the I saw a little clip on YouTube which I thought was very interesting um, you kind of envisioned this Dolly Parton when you were a young young girl 
<laughs> explain a little bit of that. I mean, it, is it really true in the kind of how you portray that in the movie that that's what you saw and you, you mean introduced when I was playing that that extra part? You kind of get it before your class and you say, oh, I'm going to introduce absolutely. you Dolly Parton and it's who you are. Oh, yeah, you know? But I, I mean, you saw that oh, yes. as and, a very young lady. And so. even in when I was in high school, one of the biggest laughs that everybody got when I graduated from high school, same thing as you're talking about when I was saying, uh, I, Dolly Parton, I'm going to do this. That was my dream. But when I graduated, when all the kids said what they were going to do, and some were saying, I'm going to go to so-and-so and go to college. I'm going to nursing school. I'm getting married and doing so-and-so. And it came to me, and I said, I'm going to Nashville to be a star. And there was just a whole lot of laughter, and I didn't understand it, and it hurt my feelings so bad because they thought, oh, look at her just dreaming on. And I guess that was so far-fetched, though. I, I think back on that now, and I don't think they were trying to be cruel. It just was a very big, bold thing to say for some little country kid thinking she's going to be a star. But I thought about that later. But to see, that's the power of dreaming and of positive thinking, too. And that, to me, that when I related a little bit of what we do in our business, um, sometimes the people that are the most successful are the goal-driven clients of ours. So that's why I asked that question, because people that kind of think, oh, I'm going to retire and this is what retirement looks like, but they don't really have any specifics about it are not successful. The people that are are very goal driven. So it was just interesting to see that. Um, I also saw that you were very much a part of all the fires that went on out here a couple of years ago. You did something that was kind of special. I saw that where you had a, a foundation that you kind of set up where everybody was going to get a thousand dollars for um, if they had been damaged with the fires and so forth. We have some of our best friends have a beautiful home in Gatlinburg, and they were like the only house that didn't burn down. So wow! So they didn't get they got a thousand dollars a month for six months, I, and I so heard they all wound that. up. Actually, there was more money than we thought, so they actually all wound up with ten thousand dollars. That's what I heard. And the money's still coming in, and we set up a, another fund to where it will continue to help this always the fire victims. And I want every dime that was raised anywhere to go to those people. No money spent anywhere, but it's for people that maybe had some health problems brought on by the breathing the smoke or a lot of people lost their cars couldn't get to work to provide them like a car so there's still needs that are coming in and that fund is still growing and around the world when we did that telethon i had so much help from so many wonderful people donations and my friends that jumped in to help so i was really happy that everything worked out because it is my home i should help but we had just got off tour and so we had the band we had everything prepared it was just I mean, it's terrible that it happened, but the fact that it did, yeah. we were so in place that we just brought our whole crew in, set up, and we were able to, to do that whole thing. So I felt good about that. But we're back in business now. A lot of people are saying, afraid to come. They think it's all destroyed and looking bad, but it's looking really good. Gatlinburg is fully back in business. It was more the surrounding areas and homes and things out on the outskirts, not the city itself. Mm-hmm. And Dollywood is still good, and so business is booming, so come on back. Well, we're about out of time, but I want to ask you one last question. Uh, what made you think of doing Dollywood? You know, we're down there in Orlando. We have Disney World and the whole nine yards. So in Florida, you know, Disney is everything. What well, made you think of doing Dollywood? Well, I just knew early on if I if I was as successful as I'd hoped 
to come that I wanted to do something special like that for my home. The Great Smoky Mountains National Park is the most visited national park in the United States, and people don't realize that. And we get like anywhere from 9 to 12 million people, I think it's more like 12, coming through the park. And I, uh, at that time, I think it was about 9 million when I was having the idea. And I thought, well, I need something like that also to provide jobs for people in that area, also to have things to entertain, not just for tourists, but for the local people as well. And it has turned out to be a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. Thank you so much, Dolly. Appreciate you. you taking the time today. All right. One of the most influential female voices in country music, talking about Dolly Parton, not just female country artist anymore. She is a pop culture icon. Art McPherson and Dolly Parton as we dip into the artist vault here this weekend. Talking a little country music with the CMAs on a little bit earlier this week. One guy that's been a host of multiple country music award shows is the great Brad Paisley. Not only is he a singer-songwriter, he's also appeared in multiple TV shows and movies as well. He's a member of the Grand Ole Opry, and he has a new album coming out in 2024 called Son of the Mountain. So with that, let's dig deep into the artist vault and hear Art McPherson's interview with Brad Paisley. Brad, you released your first album back in 1999 and we've gone through a lot of changes since then uh the world's changed a lot has the way you write songs changed in many ways a lot and in other ways not much at all and that it's changed in the way that i approach songs and the subject matter i mean in the beginning it was all about writing within sort of the confines of what would typically be country music and how do I write something unique? How do I do something Mm. that's a good version of something that's going to sound reminiscent and fit in on the chart and all these things? And then eventually I started to realize, well, nobody's writing about celebrity or the internet or technology or progress or strange Mm. ways to say that you think somebody is sexy using, you know, parasites. And so that's when Mm -hmm. my songwriting really evolved. But in some ways, I'm the same guy because I write with the same people. A lot of the names that you'll read on the back of this record were on my first few records as well. Kelly Loveless, Chris Dubois. You know, those guys have been around since college with me. Cool. Well, since they've been around since college, I assume uh, that means you guys know each other very well. Does that mean your songwriting process has become easier? Can you come up with stuff quicker? We did this quicker than I've ever done a record. I usually take a year. It seems like I start writing and can't find certain things and for whatever reason, touring and things get in the way. This one, Mm -hmm. I just, we got on a roll and we wrote songs that we never expected to write quicker than we expected to write them. And Mm. um, Mm. we ended up taking about three and a half months to write the entire record and record it and mix it and everything. Uh, that's wow. that's cutting down my time to 25% of what it used to take. And, mm. uh, you know, and in that sense, um, I think you can hear that. I think you can hear that it was effortless, even though mm-hmm. we spent many a sleepless night writing lyrics and making it right. But it was an effortless process in the sense that we were inspired throughout. Mm-hmm. I know that your music has a pretty broad appeal. You've written a lot of songs. Uh, you've written party songs like Alcohol. You've written love songs and awesome ballads like When I Get Where I'm Going. Um, You connect with me. You seem to really connect with a lot of people who are listening. Well, to me, you've got to be singing about something that matters to you. And if you are keeping it true and you're keeping these topics, things that mean something to you, it's probably a good bet that it means something to the people that are also going to be in your audience. And uh, I'm not very different from the people 
who come see me play in many ways. I mean, I have the same exact goals in life for the most part, and I have the same priorities. And so they stand out there, and I think you have that connection with them. And especially after all this time, I know that audience so well that I can see their faces when I make a record. And I really think that it's important that you make records with your fans in mind when you're at this stage of a career. In the beginning, you make records and you hope that you have someone that you can make records for eventually, but it's nice to know who those people are, and I think I do. Speaking of goals and priorities, uh, when many people, especially my clients, uh, when they think of their goals, their dreams, uh, the priorities that they have for their family, their friends, and their retirement, it's my mission you know, to help those people be able to plan for that. I would imagine it's kind of similar for you planning a concert tour. Uh, you want to make sure that you have all the pieces in the right place. Am I correct? Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to figure out who does what well, because nobody does it all. And sure. make sure that they are that, that you're surrounded by people that have your best interests, you know, and that's to me Absolutely. the key to any organization. I, I uh, out on the road, especially because we travel down the highway, about 40 of us that are, you know, in cahoots out there. Um, <laughs> it's taken a while to to sort of fine tune that the people that aren't of your ilk don't last very mm-hmm. long. You mm-hmm. talk about the zone. And when I talk with my clients, you know, there's so many distractions, you know, there's so many things that can kind of give us off track. What do you do uh, to just kind of keep in that zone, being positive? How do you stay in that zone? That's why I wanted to make this record, which is essentially a glass half full record. What people want, I think out of music right now is, is music that feels like it enhances their life. I tweeted the other day, dear 24-hour news, please. A little bit of restraint would be nice. <laughs> but we all have the ability to tune out and set the phone down and don't read the headlines. And, you know, my sure. wife is great about that. She's like, dinner time, there's a penalty. If you get your phone out at dinner, I lose it for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I have had to set the thing in a drawer for an hour before it's a great rule. She's like, you are looking at the two most important people in the world to you, those two little boys, and you don't need your phone at dinner. And sure. uh, you can see why I write love songs about her. You're known for being a prankster on tour. At least that's the rumors. We have fun here at my office, too. We do a lot of fun things. I'm a big FSU fan, but I have all kinds of clients that are Gator fans and Hurricane fans and the state of Florida with football. We do a lot of pranking with one another. When you and Carrie Underwood host the CMA Awards each year, do you come up with your own material um, or do they write it for you? How do you guys do that? We largely do. We have writers and we also have people that contribute, but it is a group effort. But a lot of what you see really can be credited to the two of us in a strange way when I look back at it. I mean, the best bits we've ever had were something Carrie said or something I said or you know, something we threw out or a parody idea that one of us had. And, you know, I was parodying Obamacare last year. And mm-hmm. before that, it was to the tune of the old gray mare. And Carrie's like, I don't even know that song. And I said, it doesn't matter, right? She's like, no, it matters. Why don't you do like a George Strait song? And then I called her back and said, we're going to do it to Amarillo by morning, but it's Obamacare by morning. And it's about waiting all night on this website. <laughs> Shit, that was hilarious. Up. So, you know. It's collaborative, and you would be surprised how much of it is us. And you can hear that interview in its entirety when you visit the Artist Vault at artofmoneyradio.com. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com.
We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A1 Today's show has been a work of art. 